0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Buddha's Warriors. Today, I would like to uh, make a kind of a comparison of all of our invisible diseases. Although they are so unique and uh, we are so unique as people, um, there's still so much that I believe still connects us all um, as one in the Spoonie community, and that's where I'd like to start. My name is Gary Labuda. I am a 46-year-old male living in Ohio with my beautiful wife. The last six years uh, were a very odd and ugly person came in, disease came in to my life. That disease was named multiple sclerosis. I didn't ask for this life modifying disease, nor did I do anything to deserve it. I didn't deserve anything to be stripped of my once so-called life. Now every day is a reminder of not having everything that I once had. I fight every day to regain, to relearn, and to teach myself again that once the things I once knew for all of my life. Multiple sclerosis gave me a new classification. I was no longer a use in the workforce. I was given the title of permanently handicapped and stripped of a job that I worked so hard for for so many years, a trade that I was very proud to be part of, was no longer part of me. Again, my life had been impacted to a point of being robbed of every single thing that I was once taught in life and taught in school. I had to and still have to fight for what I didn't lose and still fight to get back what I have lost while battling an invisible illness that literally strips your nerves and steals your health every minute and every second of your life. I fight every day. Sometimes I win a bit of my health back while other times the things I try do not work and I fail. But I still go back and I fight again and I fail again. Sometimes I win a little bit, I'll fail again. It just goes back and forth. I went from... Being sad as a young child, which I'll get into, to being angered as a teen. Being a very happy and satisfied man in my 30s. And then all of a sudden that happiness was stolen from me at the age of 40. And I was back to being sad and angered in the ages of 43 and 44. Um, And now at the age of 46, I feel more lost than ever. All due to multiple sclerosis. Um, You know, I I try to be a lot less angry. Um, I try to learn from my anger. I have learned to be a more forgiving individual who understands the true definition of forgiveness. Uh, That's not to everybody in the world. It's just to the people in my life right now. And it's also to the forgiveness to myself. Um, And to start that forgiveness, I think the main part is to understand hate and understand the many forms that hate comes in our lives. And we need to get rid of it. Um, You know, I wish I wasn't so hard on my life's expectations. And I also wish I gave a lot more compassion. Uh, to people, and I wish people gave me a lot more compassion when I was young, when I was a a small child. Um, All diseases are very different. But also, if you have one, you can also relate to someone with a different illness in your circle. Our central nervous system is in complete disarray. Some illnesses may have seemingly better days than others, but I believe it also depends on the body that the disease is in, how well is that body, um, Was that body used to being wired with. Uh, an example I found the other day online brought me to starting this whole podcast. I wrote it down. It was a picture of an autistic being... And the caption read, autism, in quotes. And it said in parentheses, be aware. And the list of how to be more understanding while around a person with autism was as follows. It was, learn to see things more clearly. I feel things differently. I hear things more loudly. I smell things more strongly. I taste things more differently. I don't have autism, but I do have multiple sclerosis. And also, those five things are on my list of problems uh, to the point of they were life-changing to me. I have had these issues since childhood and believe They may have been overlooked as being a child, but the older I grew, I never stopped with these symptoms. Being a teen was difficult, and again, I was labeled something that I was not. People and family never understood me. Um, There was a a problem. They thought and said it was just me being a teen, if there's any kind of problem. You know, you're being a a typical teen. You're being a a martyr. All, All those excuses that they used to hush the problems away. I had social anxiety that caused me to think I didn't belong in society. It made it really hard to face a day of going to school. Although I had many friends, I still felt very strong judgment by my peers and especially by the teachers um, that were labeling me without me knowing. This caused me to skip many days of school, pretend I was sick many days of school, and caused my grades to suffer severely. My smile and my acts of kindness misled everybody into thinking that I was fine and just a lazy you know, long haired punk or young kid who just didn't want to go to school, somebody just didn't want to, um, you know, respect the rules and just, again, didn't want to go to school or whatever the case would be. Uh, when the reality was, you know, I was having serious issues that nobody could see, they're invisible. Kind of like the invisible issues that we all have in our illnesses. I wasn't a picky eater because I was a brat. Um, it was because I had heightened senses. I had a heightened senses, a heightened sense of smell, um, which you would smell as good would overpower my senses to the point of I was suffocating in that smell. And it made it hard to breathe, swallow, and just picture having it near me, yet alone in me as I was eating it. My height of texture was super heightened. My sense of texture was super heightened. Um, Even feeling with my fingertips, if I felt a piece of thread which you would feel as thread, I would feel as rope. So the same would go with my throat as I was swallowing something, or my senses, my cheeks, my tongue as I was eating something. Um, These issues I have, I have had for life. And by themselves, they are more of a challenge than most people can imagine. Then yet alone to be judged and made fun of, of how you ate, what you ate, how you handled situations, especially as a small child, just added to all these issues and added to the challenge, making it even harder every day just to get out of bed and uh, make your anxiety higher, just thinking of how scary life was going to be that day when people were judging you on something they didn't understand. I wasn't a crybaby. I wasn't a mama's boy. I had heightened senses, heightened senses of feelings. I felt people's sincerities that were around me. I felt people's anger that were around me, their beliefs and their disbeliefs. I was a small child that absorbed all these energies from people. Because my heightened, my my senses were so heightened. I took on their personalities when they were around me. It's very emotionally draining. And nobody could understand that, especially coming from a young boy's mind. My reactions would be so strong, I would act out their feelings just to relate to them hoping that they would understand me if I reacted the way that they acted I figured that that would be a good way to connect this frightened me it angered me and made me very very sad ultimately depressing me if anyone who I trusted which were very few would have to leave me even just for a few hours, it was absolutely devastating to me. It caused hypersensitivity. All my senses would get even more jacked up than they were already. Because I would know that with that person leaving, no one would be around me that would understand my issues, why I was so sad. Um, and leaving whoever else was around me to judge me... <laughs> and mislabel my misunderstandings for being unsocial, unpolite, or simply a crybaby, or even both, the things that I totally did not want to be judged as because that was not me. I couldn't, it was hard. The reality was because I had heightened fear for those people and if I could not see them or where they were at, I couldn't take on their personalities and I couldn't protect them. Then I considered myself a failure. Every time I was parted from a person whom I trusted, again, it was very few, I felt as though I was failing, not only them, but myself. Then, on top of that, I would be left with others Who either just completely didn't understand me or were not really wanting to be around me because I was a brat or made them feel uncomfortable and that made me even more sensitive and heightened my sadness even more making my fear of losing someone who actually understood me rise then making my anxiety and paranoia spiral literally spiral out of control. I was as young as three or four years old. Remembering these times, my parents found me a doctor who would take me. Um, being as young as I was, I continued to see her, my psychiatrist, for right around three years, a little, a little shy of three years. I felt the that there was something um, really wrong with me. I was a really weird kid, you know. A kid goes to see a psychiatrist. That's for, that's for people in straitjackets, you know. And then, especially after it was all over with, and um, the doctor had nothing to say about me. I was totally fine. I had no medical issues, according to her. So again, that made me look like a liar, a failure. And again, I felt that no one believed me, or understood me, or trusted me. And they would never understand what I would have to say. And they would never listen to what I would have to say because these doctors are even saying, I'm totally fine. I felt all alone and I had nowhere to go. Things are really traumatic and very detrimental when you feel alone and mad in a sane world. You learn quickly how to doubt yourself, how to stay quiet for the sake of an argument, when you are dealing with a complete different identity than who mothers think you are and want you to be. As a undiagnosed child or person with an autoimmune disease, um, it it just makes you feel 100% different. You, You, again, just do not fit into the norm. Again, I wasn't diagnosed with anything at this time. I had gone to multiple doctors, which, again, made me look even more like a liar each time because they'd never find anything and made all the adults in my life think that I was making things up just for attention. My leg muscles, from the age of probably three or four and, until present day, um, you know, were um, just screaming in pain. They'd scream in pain every day, every night. Behind my knees would just swell up. My knees would lock up. I wouldn't be able to move. I'd, the pain was just indescribable. I would punch my legs trying to take away that pain as I would scream and yell at my legs to stop hurting. The only answer I ever got And the only answer I would ever get on that pain was, well, that's growing pains. Everybody gets them, and you'll get over it. That was my answer. I remember in my late teens starting to drink. Um, Yes, it was first started just to have fun and be a little bit of a rebel. But it actually, once I sat back and um, thought about it, It really made my pain subside, temporarily, but it was the first time in my life that I did not feel this pain. Drinking calmed my nerves. It took my pain away. I felt for the first time I could actually be me without anything stopping me or getting in my way. It uh, the drinking had also calmed down my anxiety, and it helped me socialize more, to which made me feel really good about myself, and made me feel really good that the friends I had made actually understood me. You know, I learned very important lessons um, at you know a young a young age in life, um, mid mid teens to uh, early twenties. I learned early in life, you know, not to judge anybody for what they do. Unless it harms someone else, I'm not judging you. I learned never to, with that we never know um, what, other, what others face behind closed doors. That these closed doors really filter out a lot of sound and a lot of sight. So we have no reason to judge people. I also learned to be very sympathetic. I learned to be trustworthy and a good set of ears. I was a good set of ears for many people who had nowhere to turn at the time. People who I finally was relating to because there was other people out there that had the same issues that I did. And I didn't want to see them go through what I had gone through in so far my short time of life. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2013. but I had all these symptoms and signs undetected for life. I believe my story isn't unique in a Spoonie world. In the invisible world, it is not unique. I also believe this is how, no matter what our illness, that we all share the same journey, we all take some, some of the same footsteps and the same life effects, just all under another name. Until next time, my friends, be kind to one another, and especially be kind to yourselves. Thank you for listening.